He's a sheep and beef farmer, farming in the hills above Dunback in North Otago. His name is Hamish Carswell. We've already talked to Winston about a billion trees. Well, Hamish has put up an opinion piece where he reckons uh, we're going to run out of wood. How do you figure that, Hamish? Well, I just think with all the competing commercial entities, tertiary schools, rest homes, and then also the dairy winter pad and feed pad market, plus, uh, more importantly, the household uh, firewood market, there's a lot of people competing for the same wood. Oh, and the building industry, of course, as well. Yeah, well, that's what we used to use wood for in the good old days, wasn't it? Okay, so you're quoting uh, in your column, and we'll try and chuck this up on our website, Fonterra Chief Operating Officer Fraser Winneray, although he's stepping aside. But back in March of this year, he estimated that Fonterra would require access to about 77,000 hectares of low-grade logs and slash from a forest on rotation to replace the company's entire coal needs. And we know that Fonterra is far from replacing all its coal-fired burners or boilers, but that's its intention. Yes, it would seem that that's uh, certainly a lot of ground, but it doesn't state uh, just exactly the, the rotation time either. Wouldn't it be a good thing if Fonterra was to use some slash? Wouldn't that be good for the country full stop, Hamish, if we were, or it was economical to drag all the slash down or bring all the slash down, chip it on the hill and bring it down and use it rather than it going into our waterways? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it would be great. And I think that will be the intention for many areas down the track. How do you propose that we get around this impasse or wood shortage? Are you in favour of planting more trees? Because I'd imagine where you're farming, in the hills in North uh, North Otago there, you're you're probably competing with the trees. Yes, we are. Um, Yes, I'm in favour of planting more trees, uh, Jamie, but I'm not necessarily sure we've got it right going with a a monoculture. And most farmers will know this, but if anyone cares to look under a a pine plantation, after a certain age, there's so many pine needles there, and of course they're acidic. There's nothing underneath. There's only pine needles and... uh, and then bare soil. So it's no wonder that once you get pruning, there's, particularly on steeper ground, there's uh, the opportunity for slash to be uh, moved in a big rainfall event. So I, I wonder that a, a monoculture perhaps isn't the best planting option. Uh, it doesn't seem to happen so much when you have multi-species native planting or multi-species tree planting. Are you planting trees, particularly pines, on your farm? Well, I have planted some, Jamie, yes. <laughs> And that's good. I mean, it's just an income opportunity for sheep and beef farmers because as it stands at the moment with the pines or with forestry, you've got two bites at the cherry, the carbon credits and, of course, the logs or the production forestry at the end of it. Yeah, look, I'm I'm certainly for planting. uh, And I think most farmers, as as they develop farms, I mean, I've I've certainly got a lot of development to do on mine yet uh, in terms of uh, shelter belts and and, and just unproductive gullies. Uh, So, yeah, there's certainly a big opportunity for planting. There you go, Hamish Carswell, some interesting thoughts.